Well, good morning, church. How are you feeling today? I am excited to be here with you today. Before we get started, I want to welcome all of our first-time guests, either present or watching online. Can we give it up for all of our first-time guests? We welcome you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in online. It's very, very exciting. Hopefully, the service thus far has been a blessing to you. Hey, I want to start with something fun today. And if you'd play along with me, that would be great. I know some of you don't like to play along with the preacher, and that's all right. You kind of sit there like, I ain't doing it. But just, just bear with me just for a second. I'd like you to repeat this one word four times in a row for me, and then I want to ask you a quick question. Will you play along with me? Can we have some fun? What do you think? Yes? All right. Ready? Here's the word. Silk. Now I'm going to say it three more times. I want you to say it with me. Ready? Silk, silk, silk. One more time for fun. Silk. Now, let me ask you a question. What do cows drink? Somebody watched the 915 online. <laughs> well, at 915 at 530 last night, a lot of folks said milk. And maybe you were saying, how many of you honestly thought milk to yourself? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I did too. If you fell for it, listen, I didn't, I didn't want to like psychologically get in your head and mess with you. It's just that your mind tricked you. Now, I, saw, I know some of you were able to resist the force, you know, <laughs> and you said water and you weren't tricked. That's, you're smarter than us, I guess, uh, you know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's true that the conditioning of our mind sometimes can produce the wrong answers to the questions that come to us in life. Not interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do, let me do a little quick review. Last week, if you were here, we started a series called Breakthrough. How many of you actually are excited about having a breakthrough in 2018? Come on, raise your hand. Oh, come on, get those up. Let's hear some noise. You're excited about having a breakthrough. Yeah. Breakthrough in your financial life, breakthrough in your spiritual life, your relationship with God, breakthrough in your health and fitness. I know that's what I'm hoping for in my, my life. I want to feel better. That's why I gave up caffeine. Man, day seven. Wow, no caffeine, caffeine free. Guess what my story is going to be when I send it into myeclife.org, right? It's going to be, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. And so uh, we, we're doing a 21-day fast to kind of be a catalyst to your breakthrough, financial breakthrough, emotional breakthrough. Maybe it's a breakthrough in a relationship that you have. It's been tense. Maybe you need to get out of a relationship. Uh, I, I don't know what your situation is. Maybe it's a, a breakthrough in your job and in relation to your occupation. Something needs to change. You don't make enough money. You hate it. Maybe you make too much money, but it's, you don't love it. I don't know what the deal is. But you need some sort of breakthrough in your life. A breakthrough, if you missed it last week, is very simple. It's all about experiencing a new quality quality of life. It's about getting to another level of living, more joy, more peace in your life, a better relationship with, the, with your spouse or your friend or your coworkers or whatever. I don't know what, your, what area you need to break through. It's about experiencing a new level in your life. And last week we said the first step to experiencing a break, breakthrough is to get completely disgusted. Come on, say it with me. Completely disgusted. You got to get to the point where it's like, I can't live this way anymore. Enough is enough. I've had it. I can't take one more day, not one more minute. Something must change. Like we change when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of changing. Isn't it painful to change sometimes? <laughs> but if you don't change, you're going to stay here. And this pain exceeds the pain of change. And so we said we got to get disgusted. We said if you're a little bit disturbed or mildly agitated, 2018 will be the same as 2017. And so hopefully that was a help. Was that a help to you last week? Get you going on your breakthrough? Good. Awesome. Now, a few of you said yes. That's okay. It's great. 
preach a little better today. Okay, so today what I want to do is talk to you about the second principle of a breakthrough in your notes, and hopefully you grabbed a handout when you came in. A breakthrough requires that you eliminate limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Silk, 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 silk. What do cows drink? Milk. Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are basically the way we've been thinking over time. And, and the way we've been thinking over time sometimes causes us to give wrong answers to the questions that come at us in life. I wonder if I can start my own business. Ah, oh, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough resources, time, money. I don't know the right people. I probably can't do that. Should you write a book? Should you? Well, I don't know how to write very well. I don't have the right context in order to write a book. Questions come at us about our breakthrough. I wonder if, that re- I, wonder if I could ever find somebody that will love me and have a, a great quality marriage. Well, no, no one will ever love you like that. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. No one wants you, right? Limiting beliefs. I'm not creative enough. I don't know enough people. I don't have the resources, right? These are all limiting. Have have, has anybody ever had any of these limiting beliefs before in your life? Yeah, what is a limiting belief in your notes there? You know what it is? A limiting belief is a thought or an idea that keeps you where you are. It's like it, a limiting belief is a, is a thought that locks you in your current position. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not creative enough. I don't know what, I, I, I can't, if I try it, it won't be perfect. I can't do it as good as him or her. I, I don't have enough experience to pull this off. I've never been there before. Limiting beliefs, they lock you down. In the Bible, there's two great examples of people who struggle with limiting beliefs. One is Jeremiah, the other one is Moses. God comes to Jeremiah and says, hey, bud, you're going to be my prophet. Listen, Jeremiah chapter 1, watch this. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in in your mother's womb. Watch this. Before you were born, I set you apart and, and appointed you to be my prophet to the nations. Listen to Jeremiah's response. He's just like me. He's just like you. Listen to what he says. Oh, sovereign Lord. You can almost feel the pain inside. You've got the wrong guy. See, here's the deal with me, Lord. I can't speak for you because I'm, say it with me, too young. You ever been there? I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough experience. I don't have the time or the resources or the talent to pull that off. Limiting beliefs. God came to Moses, said the same thing. Moses, I want you to be my man. I want you to talk to to Pharaoh. I want you to lead my people out of Egypt. You You know what Moses said to the Lord in Exodus chapter 4? It's kind of the same thought process here. Moses pleaded with the Lord. You can almost feel the pain. Oh, Lord, (laughs) you got the wrong guy. See, here's the truth about me. I'm not very good with, say it with me, words. Not very good with words, Lord. You ever been there? I can't speak in front of people. I never have been, and I'm not now. See, in the past, I wasn't good with words, and in the present, there's, I have no experience talking to people, Lord. (laughs) You got the wrong guy. Even though, you have been, even though you've spoken to me, listen to what he says. He finishes, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Limiting beliefs. It's a thought, it's an idea about yourself that you come to believe that, that, that keeps you where you are. It locks you into your current position. You might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? And where do they come from? 
Where do these limiting beliefs come from? And really, is it really a big deal? Can I have a breakthrough and with, with, with some of the beliefs I have about myself? I would say absolutely not. Where do they come from? Let's, let's answer that one. They can come from anywhere. You can turn the news on and find a limiting belief, right? You turn the news on, you see somebody went into a movie theater and started shooting people and killing people in a movie theater, and you think to yourself, I'll never go to another movie. See that thought? It, comes, it, could, it could come from anywhere. You turn the news on, you hear about the economy, and it's going down, and, and, and you think, see, now's not a good time to launch a business, so, so you don't. Look at the economy, right? Or now's not a good time to start investing, and so you don't. Limiting beliefs, they can come from the news. They can come from friends. Friends are a big source of limiting beliefs. You can't do that. Come on. You're stupid. <laughs> right? The people around you start to say things, and, and, you're like, and then you make an agreement. You know what? You're right. I am stupid. I can't go back to college. Like, what am I thinking? Like, you got kids. You got a job. You can't go get your degree at, at night online. What are you, crazy? And so you don't because you, right? Limiting beliefs. They come, a lot of times they come from family members. Oh, that's a big source of limiting beliefs. Anybody have any sweet, nice family members? They always say nice things to you and encourage you and give you some, right? I had, a, I had an older cousin one time. He looked at me when I was probably about 13, 14, 15 years old. I probably deserved it. He looked at me and he said, you're going to be in jail one day. <laughs> Came real close. Came real close. Had to go before the judge one time and he spared me. Anyway, sorry, mom. I know she's watching right now. Limiting beliefs, they can come from friends, they can come from family members. Sometimes they come from your past failures. Some of you have failed at a marriage or failed at a business or you failed at a college or maybe even failed at a high school. And, you're, and you look back and you think, man, see, there's all the evidence that I need to know. I will never be in a happy marriage. I will never run my own business. I will never do this because look at my past. Look what I've done. Limiting beliefs, they can come from anywhere. They lock you down in your life. Sometimes our mind gets conditioned to produce the wrong answers to the questions that come at us in life. Recently, I read a, a book, I'm still reading it, called Your Best You Ever by Michael Hyatt, and his first three chapters, I didn't know this until after I wrote this talk, his first three chapters were on limiting beliefs. In his book, this is what he says a limiting belief is. A limiting belief is a misunderstanding of the present that shortchanges your future. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you would love to just shortchange your future? Just, I never want to reach my potential. Nope, nope, nope. Satisfied with average. <laughs> Mediocre is okay with me. You know, how many would just love to short change? I'm telling you, if you don't change your limiting beliefs, you will not realize your potential. You will not have the breakthrough in your life that God has designed for you. I promise you. We must learn to eliminate and bust through and destroy the limiting beliefs in our life. It happened to Nehemiah. I introduced you to the story of in Nehemiah last week. If you missed the talk, you go back and watch a little bit of the history of that. Nehemiah basically finds out the condition of Jerusalem is terrible. The walls have been broken down. The temple, his temple is burned. He's crushed. He, he goes to God. He fasts. He weeps. He prays. He, he gets this message from God to go back and rebuild the walls. So he goes back. He rallies all the people of Jerusalem to start rebuilding the wall. And so they do. And as they're rebuilding the wall, some things start to go wrong. In Nehemiah chapter 4, listen to this. Then the people of Judah began to, to complain as they're working. The workers are getting exhausted. They're tired. And there's so much rock and rubble everywhere. Listen to what they, they conclude. We will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. What does that sound like? Does that sound like a limiting belief to you? 
based on the evidence around. Look at all this rock. Look at the rubble. We're exhausted. Everybody's tired. We're never going to be able to pull this off. Then it gets worse. Listen to what happens. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them. And then we will stop their work. It gets worse. Some of the Jews who were living near the enemy, watch this. They came and told us again and again, they're going to come from all directions and attack us. So now they're exhausted. There's rubble everywhere. They're being being threatened with their lives. They're going to be attacked in any moment. They've got all these thoughts going in their mind. And guess what they do? They stop building the wall. They sit down. They retreat to their homes. Why? Limiting beliefs. And if Nehemiah didn't do something quickly in this moment, they would have stopped working and the wall would have never been rebuilt. Here's, here's what I'm telling you. We're going to come back to that story in just a moment. Here's what I want to tell you. If you are thoroughly disgusted, awesome. Enough is enough. I can't live this any way anymore. I don't feel good. This relationship's terrible. Something's got to change. Great. But if you stop there, I promise you, I promise you, If you do not eliminate the limiting beliefs, you will remain stuck. 2018 will be the same as 2017. You must take it to the next level. So let me ask you an important question. you got to answer this question. This is huge. What is your limiting belief? I don't know what your limiting belief is. You have to answer this for yourself. What thought, what story comes up in your mind when you start thinking about the breakthrough that you would like to have? Well, I failed in the past, or here's one I used to love, I used to use, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> See, and that was always my, I can't, I can't be healthy because I don't like vegetables. You know, some of you, some of you use this one. I don't like to exercise. Like, I only run when the cops are chasing me, right? They use that. Like, that's funny, <laughs> you know? And so you're overweight and you're out of shape because you have a story. And your story is you don't like exercise. Okay, that's great. Limiting beliefs. If you're struggling with knowing what your limiting belief is, here's how it looks. It'll look like this. I can't blank because of blank. I can't find a spouse because all the good ones are taken. (laughs) See how that works? I can't, here's mine. I can't write a book because I don't know how to write. So I don't have a book. See, limiting belief. I've wanted to write a book for like eight years. No book. Why? Limiting beliefs in my life. There's other limiting beliefs I have in relation to that topic. I can't, I can't share my faith with my friends because I don't have all the answers. Like, what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? Uh-oh. So I just keep my mouth shut when it comes to religion and faith. See how that works? Or here's another one. I can't read my Bible because I don't understand the thing. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. <laughs> right? Well, everybody starts somewhere with the Bible. Like, nobody, nobody wakes up one day with knowledge of the Bible. <laughs> like, I didn't. Did you? You know, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? But these limits, here's another one. I can't pray because of everything I've done. I don't think God would listen to me. Here's another one. And we're talking about spiritual matters now, but I can't be in a relationship with God because I'm too far gone. Some of you actually walked in today with that limiting belief. You came to church, but God, God would never accept me, my past, everything I've done. Limiting beliefs. I don't know what yours are, but this is the way it's going to look in your mind. And you have to write it down. I don't, I don't see many people writing. You need to write because actually it's the first step. It's the first step in overcoming limiting beliefs is to identify your limiting belief. You've got to get clear on what it is. And this is hard to do. 
This is extremely hard to do because you've lived with these limiting beliefs for so long in your life. They're like buddies. They're like friends. It's, they're, like, they're just part of who you are. It's part of your DNA. Yeah, I'm too fat. I'm not, I'm, I'm this. I'm not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And, and so you, you, just, you just live with these beliefs. You don't even question them anymore. It's part of, it's, it's part of who you are in your life. Somebody brings up an idea, and the, the answer is immediately no, because I just don't have the experience. Like, I don't have the connections that other people have. I don't know the right people, or whatever it is. And so how do you identify what these are? If, it's so hard to do. Here, let me give you two quick ideas. The first one is this. When you think about the breakthrough that you'd like to have in 2018, what's the immediate thought that comes up, and you probably already know what it is, what's the immediate story that comes up in your mind as to why you can't do it? That's your limiting thought. That's your limiting belief right there. That's how you identify what it is. It's the story you've been telling yourself. It's the reason why you are where you are today, relationally, spiritually, financially, or with with God. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it, this is an easier way maybe, is to just ask your best friend. Because you've been moaning and whining and complaining to that person for years, and they know. (laughs) Just ask your spouse. Say, hey, honey, uh, what's my limiting belief? Listen, they will tell you. Because they know what you've been saying. Oh, I can't do that because this. I can't do that because of this. Like, they will tell you. And don't get on them. Don't get on them for telling you the truth. Don't, don't, don't justify your limiting beliefs, right? Because you'll stick with them if you do that. First step to overcoming these bad boys is to identify what they are. Get clear on the, on the limiting beliefs. Now you have a target to shoot at. Secondly, number two, you got to understand that your truth is not the truth. Understand that this belief about yourself is your truth, but not the, it's just an opinion about the reality, but it's not actual reality. In fact, there's good reason to think that it's inaccurate, that it's wrong. Understand that your belief about yourself is an opinion about reality, but not reality. This is a massive idea. See, there's a spiritual principle in the Bible that says we cannot act consistently in a way that is inconsistent with how we view ourselves. Like our behavior is always going to, over time, align with the way we see ourselves. Does that make sense? So if I see myself as a terrible person and all I do is sin and all I do is fail God and all I do is mess up and all I do is cheat, then my behavior will reflect my personal ideas and views of myself. And so in the Bible, when you see uh, certain writers like Paul and other people trying to help people grow spiritually, what you're going to see them do is try to separate those old paradigms, those old belief systems about themselves with new paradigms and new ideas about themselves. Let me give you an example. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. These people in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 had just put their faith in Christ. They're trying to grow. And, and Paul says, listen, some of you are like adulterers and liars and sexually immoral and cheaters. And you did all these terrible things. And, and, and that's, that's kind of how you lived your life. But in verse 11, chapter 6, watch what he says. Some of you were once like that. Yeah, you lived that way in the past. But let me, let me remind you of something that's true about you now. Watch this. You were cleansed. You were made, say it with me, holy, watch this, and you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. What is he saying? That was true about you then, but now you have to understand what's new and what's true about you now. You are made right with God. You are holy. You have been washed. You have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Is anybody excited about that? Is that true of you? Right? 
Paul says you got to drop off those old paradigms, those old belief systems about who you are and adopt new belief systems about who you are because you will never live out, you will never behave in a way that is inconsistent with the way you view yourself. See, here's what I'm trying to say to you today. You have to understand that the belief systems you have about yourself are your truth, but perhaps they're not the truth. See, we have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he knows. See, here's what he knows. He knows the power of a belief. He knows the power of a thought in your life. And so even though he cannot read your mind, by the way, did you know that Satan cannot read your thoughts? There's a, there's a truth for you. That might change your life right there. Some of you came just to hear that today. Satan cannot read your thoughts. Only God can do that. But he can and does put thoughts into our mind because he knows the power of a thought. So he'll whisper in your ear, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. You don't have what it takes to do that. You can't go to that college. You can't get that degree. You can't change jobs. And he'll whisper those thoughts in our heart and in our mind because he knows if we agree with them, if we buy into them, we will stay right where we are, locked down in a prison cell. I missed a couple of fill-in earlier. See, the reality of is if you, need, if you need to fill in all your notes there, what's the big deal about limiting thoughts is that they act like a prison cell in our life. Limiting beliefs, they function function like a prison. They lock you down. So number one, you've got to identify what they are. Then you've got to understand that the story you've been telling yourself is your story, but it's not the story. It's your belief. It's not the truth about who you are. Then we've got to get to the real work, which is number three. We've got to start replacing the limiting belief with a liberating truth. This is where the hard work comes in. Okay, if that's not true about me, then what is true about me? What beliefs, what should I believe about myself? A liberating truth is an idea. It's a thought about you that sets you free to become the person that God created you to be, to do all of the things that God put you on this planet to do and achieve. That's what a liberating truth is. Same idea in Ephesians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul is talking to a group of Ephesians. He's trying to grow them up. He's trying to teach them things to help them become all that God created them to be in Christ and the person that God created them to be. And he says to them, hey, in the past, some of you were, were doing all kinds of wicked things and terrible things. In verse, chapter 5, verse 8, he says this, for at one time you guys were darkness. He didn't even say you lived in darkness. He says you were darkness. But now something's changed. Now you are, say it with me, light in the Lord. We just did a series, a Christmas series called the, the, the Gift of Christmas is Light. Jesus said, if you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness anymore because you will have the light that leads to life. The Apostle Paul says, you were once darkness, now you are light in the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk. I want you to live as children of light. In the series, we talked about how light is love and light is hope and light is peace and light is joy. I want you to now live as a child of light. <laughs> New liberating truth. You're not darkness anymore. You are light in the, in the Lord. Now, live that way. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus said, you are the light of of the world. He said that to his followers. Like, here's the new truth about who you are, your fundamental identity at your core. You are light. What did I say earlier? 
We cannot behave consistently in ways that about that we cannot behave in a way that is inconsistent with how we view ourselves. What if you started to view yourselves as light, as a person who lived in love and hope and joy and peace? Wow, that's a liberating truth. A few moments ago, I said that, that if, if Nehemiah didn't do something quick, the wall wouldn't have gotten built, right? Man, the rubble, and there's people tired, they're exhausted, and there's enemies going to come down and swoop and kill them, and, and everybody sat down and they stopped building the wall, right? When if he didn't act quickly, if he didn't give them some liberating truth, the wall wouldn't have been built in 52 days. What does he do in chapter 4, verse 14? Watch this. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, liberating truth, ready? Don't be afraid of the enemy. He says, remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Hey guys, time out. Our God is much bigger than the enemy. Our God can destroy the enemy. Here's what I want you to do. Fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your homes. Guys, if you don't get up off your rear end and start rebuilding this wall, you you are not going to have a home. You are not going to have a life. You are not going to have a family. You will lose everything if you don't get up off your keister and build this wall with me. You know what they did in the next verse? They got up and started building the wall again. (laughs) They overcame the limiting thought of these, oh, they're going to kill us and, and we're exhausted and there's so much rock and all this... Why? Because Nehemiah brought them back to what they wanted most, which was to build a wall around their city, to have their life, their way of life renewed, to have the honor of God's name restored. And they got back to work. Liberating, that's what, that's what liberating truths do to us, folks. They set us free to take action and to become all that God has created us to be. Here's what you need to do in your life. You need to replace those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back all this time, all these years, with a new liberating truth. And then you need to start, number four, taking action. You need to start to live out that new or live from that new liberating truth about you. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, that's nice. Got a new thought. The thought is designed to move you towards a breakthrough. That's what what the thought is all about in your life. See, here's what happens when you and I start to take action. We actually start to gain experience. When you move, you gain experience that you can look back on. and say, oh, look at that. Huh, I did it. I didn't think I could, but I did. How many times do you, I've heard people say this so many times. It's amazing. I started to do this thing. I didn't think I could do it, and then I did it, and I look back, and I realize I could do it. Wow. In your notes, watch this. This is what I, this is what I wrote. Action creates experience, and the experience affirms the new liberating belief. By the way, it also destroys the limiting belief. You see how that works? Action creates experience, and experience affirms the new liberating truth about who you are. What has God said about you? Guys, if you don't fight, we're going to lose our homes. If you don't fight, we're going to lose our families. If you don't fight, we're going to lose our way of life. If you don't rebuild this wall, we're going to lose the honor of God's name. And they got back up, and they started building the wall. A couple years ago, I was uh, discipling a friend of mine, and this was about eight years ago, actually. It's hard to believe that much time has passed. And I was helping him in his spiritual life, and he had put his faith in Christ. And 
I was helping him work through some relationship stuff. I was helping him work through some stuff in his heart, some anger issues, some purity issues. And we made tremendous progress uh, over, over quite, a, quite some time. And then as we, as we kept talking and spending more and more time together, I began to ask him questions that were outside, not necessarily outside of his spiritual life, but in other areas of his life, like his job. And I had noticed that he had been working for his father for quite some time, and he was in his mid, mid-30s, early 30s, mid-30s. And, and I said, you know, uh, one day I just said, hey, I noticed you're working for your dad. How come that, why is that, you know? How come you haven't branched out on your own? And, and, and his first thought to me was, well, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to run my own business. I said, okay, you know, I, how long have you worked for your dad? This and that. Oh, my gosh, it's like, you know, since he was a teenager. And I said, man, you got like 20 years experience there. Like, you know how this deal works. Like, you've done dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of projects and oversaw this. And like, like, you, like you know what you're doing. Oh, okay, you know. I said, what else, why else are you still working for your dad? And he said, well, I'm just not good with the business side of stuff, the paperwork, writing estimates, all this different thing. Pay, you know, I'm not organized, and, and I, I don't think I could do it. I said, oh, I said, you can't learn that. You know, you can't learn how to get organized and write estimates. And even if you didn't want to learn that, couldn't you, like, hire somebody to do that stuff for you? It's called delegation. I love delegation. <laughs> and so he said, no, I, I suppose I could do that, and you know, you could, you could start, slowly I started to pick out each one of his limiting beliefs and just blowing it up for him. So, and then I said, well, what else? What else is there behind it? You know, you're still, you're in mid-30s, you know, working for your dad. What's going on? You know, he said this. This is huge. This is probably the biggest one. He said, you know, I just, I just don't think I could be as successful as my dad. He's just known in the community and you know, he's just got this successful business. He's made so much money. I could never, I could never measure up to his success. It's like, oh, hey, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Of course, I was going to push back. I said, is that, is that what God has called you to do? Be as successful as your dad? You know, to make as much money as he does and do as many projects as he does? No. And who's to say you couldn't even be more successful than your dad? You know, it wasn't long after that, you know, we went through some others and that he actually branched out from his father, started his own business. That was seven and a half years ago. He's crazy busy. He's done, he's done a great job, been very successful. And he t- here's what he did. He took action based on some new ideas, some new liberating truths that I gave him. Now he's got this experience that he can look back on. If you ask him today, say, hey, could you, could you run your own business? Of course I can. Of course I can. Because what? I have the experience. And the experience affirmed that, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> you see how that works? My hope, here's the deal. My hope is that you will have some sort of experience. I don't know in what area, your job, your marriage, your finances, some, some sort of area my, my hope is that you will have the same exact experience. For some of you, it's finances. You know, you, 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 you've, you've thought to yourself, oh my God, I can't get on a budget. I can't save. I can't save three months expensive. I, I, can't, I can't be that disciplined financially. Limiting belief, limiting belief. Yes, you can. There's a course called the Dave Ramsey course. And if you follow it and do what he says <laughs> and work his system, you will experience financial peace and financial freedom. I hope, I hope that for you. I hope that 2018 works that way for you. You can have a breakthrough. How? You identify the liberating, liberating, uh, limiting belief. 
You, you understand that's your belief about you. It's not the truth. It's your truth, not the truth. You've got to replace that limiting belief with a liberating truth, and then you have to take it. Is this good stuff or what? You have to take action. This, listen, this will change your life, I promise you. And if you don't do it, if you don't change these limiting beliefs in your life, you will be right where you are this time next year, maybe even in a little bit of a worse situation if you don't take action. I'm going to pray for you right now. Our worship team is going to come out. They're going to lead us in a closing song. And this song is basically says, give me faith to trust what you say. That's, that's what this song says. God, help me to understand this new truth about myself and trust you with, you with what you say about me. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we are here because of you. You've promised us abundant life. You've promised us eternal life. You've got plans for us. You've given us specific tasks to accomplish on this earth. Father, I pray that we would embrace new liberating truth in our life that would replace the, the, w- w- that would replace the false beliefs, the limiting beliefs in our life. You said, Jesus, yourself, that the truth would set us free. So help us to take action. Help us to move this direction to destroy the limiting beliefs in our life so that we can have the breakthrough that you've designed for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
have a seat. Give me faith to trust what you say. You know, Danny talked earlier about the liberating truth and how it can push out all of our limiting beliefs. And maybe you walked in with a limiting belief today that, that Danny mentioned that, that maybe you're too far gone, that you, you can't have a relationship with the creator of the universe because of where you've been or what you've done. And I'm here to tell you the liberating truth that, that that's a lie, that we can be cleansed, we can be holy, we can be made right with God simply by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I'm here to tell you that if you walked in with that limiting belief today, you can put that to side. You can, you can put it away forever in a simple act of faith, in a simple act of trusting Jesus. And if you're wrestling with that today, we want to provide an opportunity for you to begin a relationship with Jesus. We do it in prayer, and, and it's simple. It's just starting a conversation. It's starting a conversation with Jesus. And so if you're in a place today where you're ready to reach out in faith and reach out in trust to him, that you can have faith in what he says, then I want to ask that, that you join me in a time of prayer. Would you bow your head? And maybe say something like this. Say, Jesus, I want to trust what you say. Today, I, I've wrestled with this idea that I cannot come to you. And it's been holding me back. So right now, in this moment, I reach out to you in faith. I trust you because I know that you died for me, that you took the pain, and that your death was for me. So Jesus, cleanse me. Make me right with you. And as I take this step of trust today, walk beside me. Help me to take these steps with you as I begin to walk alongside and learn from you. I trust you, Jesus. And it's in your precious name that I pray. Amen. Now, if today you took that limiting belief and for the first time pushed it away to accept a, a liberating truth that you can live free, I want to celebrate with you. I want to welcome you to the family of God, and this church wants to do the very same thing. So can we celebrate those that have made a bold decision today?